Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the sex rap. Hey, you sex kittens and cougars. Welcome back to the sex rap. I don't know. I just watched uh, that Joe Exotic documentary. Have you seen it yet? Um, No. No? It's interesting. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring, where only 50% of us have watched a really weird tragedy. Um, We'll talk about it another time when Spring gets around to it. uh, I'm never going to watch that. And also, we're like a month behind even bringing it up, so we should not be talking about it. (laughs) I mean... I don't know. There's just so many things I don't want to watch that eventually happen in my household. So then I see them. (laughs) And then other people are like on their phones or playing games. And I actually pay attention, which is kind of weird. I don't know. So are you still staying at home, Spring? I'm still at my house with my parents. Um, We're starting to figure out our grooves a little bit. It's everyone starting to learn each other's schedules a little bit. Um, Everybody knows when I'm teaching yoga now, finally, they've got that figured out. So, (laughs) Is the weather nice enough for you to do like outside yoga teaching yet? No, it actually got colder again. I don't, spring is very confused about what's happening and by spring is very confused. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the mother nature spring. <laughs> uh, so you're figuring it out. That's good. I think it's really weird when we start talking about like people staying home. So many people are like, oh, I wish I could stay home or I wish I could be at home with my family or I wish I could work from home. And now that people are being told to work from home. It's a totally different Mm -hmm. story, totally different kettle of fish. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things is when people want to work from home, when it's not a quarantine, um, it's not like everybody's at home. (laughs) And now like everybody's at home. So working from home, it becomes a lot more challenging than it perhaps might have been at another time point. Oh, right. Like working at home with your mom and your dad and your partner all (laughs) together. Yeah. I know. Like, uh, so I'm like, I'm a nine month faculty, like I'm a teacher. So that means I don't go into the office very much in the summer. And I kind of look forward to it because I'm on my own and I like, I gut and clean and, and now there are people around in my house all the time and I can't like do like, I didn't realize that was one of my secret single behaviors, like organizing and throwing things away and super cleaning. And I can't do it if someone else is close by. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, I, I'm, I don't know. So do you like staying at home? Like I can't even talk everybody. That's how uh, quarantine brained I am at this point. <laughs> I don't know. But there's a big difference between staying at home because you want to and staying at home because you have to. And I think everyone's sort of figuring out now, like somewhere between two and five or six weeks into this quarantine. Like, yeah. So what's the difference for you? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because there's like, if I was totally alone, I think I would feel more like I was grounded or something, like I was kind of being punished. Um, but, you know, being with my partner and my parents, I have a little bit of um, a different attitude toward it because like, it seems like we're all here. So it's obvious, like I'm not being punished. My brain gets that. 
<laughs> but then there's just like all of these complex uh, things to navigate and relationship, you know, triggers that um, are being played out, which is really challenging. Um, so I, I feel like in some ways, like there's parts of it, you know, that I'm starting to enjoy and really appreciate and being really grateful for. Um, and then there's still parts of it that feel a little bit like torture. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, figuring out, um, how to do that. And it is interesting how, as quarantine goes on and on and on and on and on and on, <laughs> how we start to shift how we're thinking about those things. And, you know, do you remember the memes at the beginning of quarantine were all about like how each day was like a month long or something? And now it's not like that anymore. Like, you know, we've grown accustomed to this in some sense. And so there's not now this like, oh, every day seems like a million years, but then we're thinking like, how much longer is this going on? And like the way we start to think about time relationships and the way we start to like really handle how we're handling this. It's a lot deeper than I was going to go. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really have to wear pants anymore. And I think that's pretty exciting. I mean, I have pants on right now. I, I actually have a tie on, like I'm all dressed up. Uh, I still pretend like I'm a professional doing work things in front of Zoom. Um, I know you're all really tired of Zoom as well. I'm 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 sorry that you're in Zoom all day, every day, everybody. But uh, no, like I like the freedom of not wearing suits or not wearing pants, like wearing whatever I want. I'm going into the back of my closet and picking out crazy stuff. Like I think I'm having some fun with it, with my insanity overall. Um, <laughs> and I really love the people that I get to spend my time with at home. Um, but I don't know. It's pretty good, but I think I liked it better. Like I like my summers better when I'm staying at home because I want to, like mm -hmm. I have that choice and not having the choice. Like I'm not protesting. Like I'm going to stay at home until we get this thing taken care of. Um, but I certainly can understand why people who are not used to being told to do things are really kind of upset. Like, People, yeah. a lot of Americans are really independent, right? If you're in another country, it might be a little different for you. But uh, a lot of Americans are intensely like, I do what I want. It's like, it's my my choice, my rights. And then all of a sudden, there's all of these rules kind of lumped on top telling people, well, by the way, you don't get to do that. Yeah, we are a highly individualistic society. That is very true about Americans. Nope. Oh. Well... Today, our question is one that I personally love when someone asks me, and I think it allows for a lot of interesting conversations. So spring, right? You ready? I'm ready. If lesbians who enjoy vaginal penetration use dildos when they have sex, why don't they just have sex with men? I mean, because they're not attracted to men. <laughs> okay, that's it, everybody. So, no, I mean... <laughs> This question comes up a lot in uh, and, and anybody who does any kind of sex education. This comes up pretty frequently and often it comes up for men who are fetishizing or fantasizing about sex with lesbians and like, well, why do if they use dildos or strap ons? Why don't they just have sex with men? Because um, they're not attracted to men. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, it's, it's just that. I mean, it's a pretty simple answer. Um, but I really like some of the directions that we can go with this question. Yeah. 
so we can start talking about like what attraction means. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think that it's the most interesting part of this really is like thinking about what physical sensations people like and how that is different from who they are attracted to. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, everybody is attracted to different kinds of people. And a lot of our listeners probably have stories about, you know, that one time you went and you engaged in a behavior with someone you weren't really that into. And it wasn't great. Like the outcome wasn't there because you weren't turned on. You didn't feel that sparkle. Your lizard brain said, "Uh uh-uh, but you decided to do it anyway. Um, and this is the same kind of thing. Like if, if there's a lesbian and they're attracted to women, it doesn't mean that they don't like vaginal stimulation or clitoral stimulation, right? I mean, they might love those things. They get them. They can get them from lots of other things that aren't a penis, right? Because a vagina or a clitoris can be stimulated with fingers and hands and mouths and sex toys and vibrators and dildos and saddles and on and on and on and on and on, right? All of those things don't require a man. They only act that requires a man would be a human penis and a vagina. And if you're not attracted to men, you're probably not attracted to that. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we can start to think about um, what physical sensations people like, and then um, how that might or might not be related to the um, different genders that have those body parts. And so, you know, a lot of times um, people think about, uh, a straight identifying man who likes to have anal sex with a female partner. And then, well, like, does that make him gay or does he like then want to have sex with any person that's attached to an anus? Right. And the answer is no, because he's attracted to women. And so he wants to have anal sex with women. And just because he likes that stimulation and is turned on by that stimulation, it doesn't mean that that means anything about his sexuality or the people that he's attracted to. And so we can take this, you know, in any kind of, um, similar, uh, model or a way to think about it. Um, but I think the main thing to really talk about is like, what, what kind of is driving the sexual orientation then, and like really like think about how that's different so that we can like have more intelligent discussions about sexual orientation. I mean, spring wants to have an intelligent conversation about (laughs) sexual orientation. No, we need to be having those all of the time um, because sexual attraction is not, I like a sex act, right? We need to separate it out from, I like a sex act to, I like the person attached to that sex act, right? And I like the sex or the gender of the person that's attached to that sex act. And that's that's really at the core of this question. Um, so for a lot of women, they like penises and they like dildos, and both of them are nice for vaginal stimulation. But if you are not attracted to a man, not that's not what you want. I have a really funny story about a friend who is hardcore, lifelong lesbian who loves sex with human man penises, but wants no relationships, doesn't want to talk to, doesn't like, you know, like, okay, we're done. Get out of bed. Bye. Like, it's really funny that she like likes that only that part of that relationship with them, which is the inverse of this question, right? If they're (laughs) lesbians who enjoy only sex with penises with men, but don't want anything to do with the man, are they still lesbians? It's (laughs) It's really fun. And I think there's, we've had other questions uh, that have been submitted that come up, get it, come up, uh, 
around these sort of ideas. Um, so we've had questions from some of our male listeners talking about how, like, I'm really attracted to trans women. Um, I'm really attacked. I really am interested in engaging in sex with a trans woman who still has a penis. Am I gay? And it's the exact same answer, right? No, you're attracted to women, right? And that woman happens to have a penis. That does not make you gay because you're interested in having sex with a woman, right? That's it's the attraction. That's what sexual orientation is about. Sexual orientation is not about the body part. It's about the sex or the gender of the person. Right. So. So let's stay just for a minute with um, this original question. So if lesbians, they like this vaginal penetration and they like dildos, why don't they have sex with men? Um, So let's also start to think about, you know, like what's different between dildos and penises? Because we, so we started to talk about this uh, other part of the question where we're thinking about, you know, what is sexual orientation really? And I, I think I want to go back to that too. Um, but like, let's also stay here for a second and say like, also dildos and penises are actually pretty different. Absolutely. Like if, <laughs> if you think about like, so whenever someone asks like, what's the difference? The first one is risk, right? If you're having sex with a sex toy, most of the time, like as long as it's cleaned appropriately, the overall level of risk of sexually transmitted infections, STDs, or pregnancy is zero, mm-hmm. right? Like effectively, there's zero risk. So if there's somebody who really is averse to the idea of pregnancy or uh, contracting an STD, then a sex toy is a great way to go, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a great way for you to still enjoy sensations. There's some other benefits too, right? Um They are the exact right size because you can pick it and it's the size that you want. It can Mm -hmm. vibrate or not vibrate if you want it to. It can never, I mean, it will never get soft when you don't want it to. It will (laughs) always be hard when you want it to be. Um, And the other thing about dildos is that there's a ton of different styles, shapes, sizes, colors, textures, densities. Some of them are soft. Some of them are firm. Some of them are glass. Some of them are rubber. Like they, like, Regardless of the kind of sensation someone with a vagina would want, like they can find something that will sate that need with a dildo. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who love the feeling of a penis too. Like, so I mean, it's just some people want that warmth, fleshy, soft, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, that's really the first part of this question is like not even thinking about sexual orientation, but actually thinking about what we're talking about here, dildos versus penises, and that they are actually pretty different and that some people might like both and some people might like one over the other. And so even just thinking about even if there is a totally straight woman who loves men, she could not like having sex with penises and really like having sex with dildos. Right. Because there are just all of these different preferences that we have that are some of them are conditioned over time. Some of them are, you know, natural to us, like depending on like what specific material or temperature might feel better to our bodies. And so when we start to think about, you know, what somebody likes sexually Um, first of all, I think we just, we don't need to really question that, right? Like if somebody likes something, then that's what they like. And, and, you know, if people are enjoying using dildos, um, that doesn't have anything to do with a penis actually. All right. We have to take a short break. We'll be right back. 
All right. So I think the second part of this question is really about sexism, right? There's a lot of men, like heterosexual, uh, cisgendered men, who sometimes think that their penis is the best thing in the world and that everybody should want (laughs) their penis and that, you know, if they like something in the vagina, why shouldn't it be my penis? And I think that it it skirts on the, like the realm of really being kind of sexist and kind of homophobic as well, because it's not respecting, you know, women in their sexual agency and women in their sexual orientations. It's saying, well, this is all about me. This is all about my penis. This is all about my feelings. This is all about my pleasure rather than I respect you as a human being with your own ideas and your own preferences and your own orifices and my body parts don't need to have anything to do with that. I mean, that when mm-hmm. I when I read the question, like the it's kind of funny, right? But it's also kind of I think that we have to be careful when we start asking questions like this. Like, where is this question really coming from? Um, is it coming from a place of understanding sexual orientations or is it coming from a place of sexual fetishizing a person or turning like a sexual fantasy and then like kind of putting that on a real life person? And I think we should be really careful with that. Yeah, I mean, The ideas of, you know, what we see in porn and how that influences our desires and then how that influences how we think people might act or react or what they might like is um, very different than what is real, right? And so we talk about that a lot too, you know, understanding the differences between porn is made for entertainment and that is not a reflection of what is real. And I think that that really impacts, you know, something like this question, like where this could be coming from. Like I'm seeing this woman who is into women on porn and she really, really likes this. And it seems like it doesn't matter what goes inside her. She would like it. (laughs) And, And I think, you know, that is not the case for, um, making decisions about sexual activities in real life. And so, yeah, I mean, we could be thinking, um, from a feminist perspective here, we can, yeah, go back to like thinking more about, you know, how sexual orientation, um, is, is part of us and is not, you know, uh, just something that we get to choose or make decisions, um, about without, uh, without considering our kind of nature. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we just did an episode about pegging a couple weeks ago and the same question came up reversed, right? Like if, uh, a man likes to be pegged, is he gay, right? Because it's once again, trying to mash together all of these ideas rather than separate them out and respect the things that people engage in their attractions and the parts of their body that they want pleasure from, right? I mean, that's really what we need to work on separating out because individually, not everyone's going to be in the same thing. And if someone's a lesbian, they're not going to be interested most of the time, unless you're my one friend in, uh, Man parts. And that's fine. (laughs) Man parts. I don't know. Anything else that we need to cover about this question? Well, I mean, I think that we haven't talked a lot about um, toys specifically for women to use together. Um, And I mean, I think that that is related in this question when um, they were talking about women using dildos together. And, you know, there are some amazing, um, dildos that women can use together. Um, there are strap on dildos and there are dildos that have, um, internal, um, 
parts that the woman who's strapping it on can hold it inside her, right? So Feel though is the most famous, like F E E L D O E. We're not we're not sponsored by them, so you can go check them out <laughs> on their own. But yeah. So you can use one of those without actually having a harness around it, or you can use them with the harness as well. And then double-ended dildos also. And so, I mean, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about and thinking about this question also is um, lube, <laughs> which is one of our, oh, yeah. I think that's our second most uh, common answer to questions besides communication. What's our other most common answer is probably lube. Yeah, communication and lube. Yeah, so lube is really important. If you're using sex toys, make sure that you're using lube. Um, if you're using condoms with sex toys, make sure you're using the right kind of lube. Uh, yeah, especially if you want to go for a long time. I remember I said uh, not too long ago that's one of the reasons that some women prefer sex toys is that they go as long as they want. They never get soft. But that also means you need to be really careful about the kind of lubricant that you're using. Um there's lots of sex toys, like uh, if you use a silicon tech sex toy, you should not use a silicon-based lubricant. Like on and on and on. There's a whole lot of things. We should do a sex toy and lube episode sometime soon. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Just talk about like we need to all talk of the different kinds. More. Yeah, yeah, talk more about lube. Um, so why do lesbians who enjoy vaginal penetration not want a dick spring? Why? What's the reason? Um, Because... Men are attached to the dick. Oh, I was gonna. I was hoping that you'd have like a, a bad dad joke, like a oh, dick joke, lube. but uh, lube because they're that, dicks. Wait, they're oh, dicks. is that it? Because they're dicks. That's horrible. All right, <laughs> I think we're about done today, everybody. A shorter well, episode to enjoy in quarantine, but we do have a couple fun things to talk about to end this. So, spring. What do you have to say? We have a discount code for you guys with Uber Lube. So Uber Lube is an amazing lube company that um, we've gotten a lot of samples from. And we've actually shared some samples with some of you guys um, when some of the gift packages we've sent out. And we love them. And we have a discount code with them. It's the sex wrap, all one word. So if you and we'll put a link to that in the show notes also. So if you want to go check out um, Uber Lube and try some of them, please do. And that would be a great thing to use with any dildos that you are trialing with whoever you are using them with. In whatever orifice you choose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So we're at the end. Just the tip. Do you have a tip today, Spring? Yeah. And this is related to one of the um, links I'm going to share uh, in the academic links at the end of the show notes also is um, I would like us to think um, whenever we're thinking about sexual orientation and whenever we're thinking about people in our lives to not automatically assume that people are heterosexual, which that is the society and the Um, that we live in kind of trains us in some ways to think that people are heterosexual and, um, and that is really challenging for people to live in that world when they're not heterosexual. And so I want to start thinking about how can we reframe and think about anybody that we're meeting in a, um, 
not without putting them in any boxes, whether that's uh, based on how they look, based on how they talk, based on what they're wearing. And, um, and yeah, so one of the links I want to put in there is looking at um, how uh, lesbians might or might not share with their doctors that they, um, are lesbians and thinking about, you know, who we talk to about these things and how we can be more open about them. So the tip that I want to say today is erase all the boxes that you have in your mind that you try to put people in and start to meet people and talk to people and learn about who they are based on um, and what they like and what they want sexually and what they might or might not want with you um, through conversations. Wow. That's like a whole episode tip. Mine's a lot shorter today. (laughs) So I know you're all tired of hearing wash your hands, right? And you should sing happy birthday to yourself twice as you're washing your hands. I'd be like 70,000 years old at this point if I had all of those birthdays from hand washing. Wash your sex toys. Um, it, it is really important. And you could just wash them most of the time with normal soap and water in the sink. Um, but between uses, wash your sex toys. Sex toys can transmit all kinds of diseases if they're not appropriately cared for and wash. If you're really concerned about it, just slap a condom on before each use. And that's another way to make sure that you make sure that you don't get anything in. Um, I said it a long time ago on the uh, show. Um, don't put anything into an anus or a vagina that you wouldn't put into your mouth still holds true. So if there's a sex toy that looks a little kind of chunky, gooey, gross, and you wouldn't put it in your mouth, don't put it inside any of your other orifices as well. So wash your sex toys. And that's I just it. got really grossed out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Clean sex toys. Um, anyway, uh, if you want any follow-up from the show or you have any other questions about sex, love, relationships, sexual health, anything at all, quarantine, our lives, um, Really, <laughs> we'll talk about anything at this point because we're all cooped up. Um, let us know. You can uh, reach us through email. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-Wrap It. And then you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Wrap. That's wrap with a W. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Just wrap us. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.